So welcome to Exodus 19 with your host, Richard Massey. I pray that you guys are having a blessed Sabbath. And I also pray that whatever you and your family are going through, that Yah gives you the strength to go through. Hallelujah. So today I want to talk about the Feast of Weeks, better known as the Pentecost to some. Again, I am not an expert on this subject. I am newly learning and newly sharing and trying to show how important it is and how I do believe that the law in this present time is connected and is necessary. So the video that you're watching now, I would like to thank, thank Kingdom Seekers, because I had to try to look for different. Sometimes when you are listening to a certain or person or speaker, they are doing the best they can to explain what it is that they're trying to say in, in, in that particular subject. And I can't, I can't, I can't lie. The Feast of Weeks and the Pentecost was very confusing to me. That's probably the first one. The Feast of the Passover and Unleavened, Unleavened Bread, I, I saw the correlations in the other scriptures and how they got their title. And I'm starting to see and understand the Feast of Weeks because it's a lot connected to it. And the Feast of Weeks and Pentecost is an umbrella and there's a lot of little divisions that go with it. So I'm going to try my best to explain to you the Feast of Weeks slash Pentecost and how it's very, very important in this day and age, okay? So again, I'd like to thank Kingdom Seekers from YouTube. I think they did an awesome job in trying to, and explaining to me the, the Feast of Weeks. And I would also like to thank a guy named, if I have his name down here, because I didn't do all this myself, Joseph Drummond, also from YouTube, Pastor Robert Smith from um, Fountain of Israel, uh, The Watchmen. Those guys uh, are teaching me these, these the word, and I would like to thank them, because I needed a lot of help on today's message. That's why I'm babbling and rabbling on. So let me look at my chicken scratch here. So they're explaining that the Passover, the unleavened bread, the first fruits, and the Pentecost is all feasts and events held in the springtime. And instead of Easter and all the other holidays, these are the holy days that Yah intended for us to do in the spring. And then the trumpets, the atonement, and the tabernacle are the fall feast. 
or events that y'all would like for us to to observe and to get clarification on. So again, let's do the Pentecost. The Pentecost is the last one. Well, let's do first fruits. First fruits is the third one out of four that's to be done in the springtime. I believe it's the first harvest, right? And 50 days, which is Pentecost later, is when you're going to to reap the harvest. Hope I'm saying that right. So if we go to Leviticus 23, 16, it says, even until the tomorrow after the seventh Sabbath, which is 49 days, shall ye number 50 days. So 49 days, which is seven weeks, and then you add one. It's going to make it 50, which is going to make it the Pentecost. Ye shall offer a new meat offering unto Adonai. Okay, so on the day of Pentecost, you're going to, you're going to add a new meat offering unto, unto Adonai. And Leviticus 23, 21, and ye shall proclaim on the selfsame day that it may be a holy convocation unto you. Ye shall do no servile work therein. You should not work for money on that day. It shall be a statue forever and all your dwellings throughout all your generations. And again, how can you say that something is stopped? When it's giving you a direction and an order such as that, it shall be a statue forever in all your dwellings throughout throughout your generations. So this is not supposed to stop. So this is point number one, you can say. Right. So let's go to Exodus thirty four twenty two. And thou shalt observe the feast of weeks. The of the first fruit of the wheat harvest and the feast of ingathering at the year's end. So this is a feast that's done, right? I believe in the seventh month of the year. So it's basically, now listen to this description. It's basically the end of the year gathering, right? Uh, or, or it's at the end of the year. It's at the end. So look what uh, Exodus 34, 22 says. And thou shalt observe the feast of weeks of the first fruit of the wheat harvest and the feast of ingathering at the year's end. Wow, that, that that's so amazing because the first fruits of the wheat harvest. So in the New Testament, you see and you hear, and we'll get to that in a minute, when it's explained that the wheat and the tares are growing in the same field together. And the question is asked if you want us to go down and harvest at this time. And the response from Joshua is, no, let them, let them grow up together. And then we'll harvest it, harvest them and handle the situation then. Deuteronomy 16, 9 to 11. Seven weeks shall thou number unto thee. Begin to number the seven weeks 
from such a time as thou beginnest to put the sickle to the corn. So seven weeks, 49 days. And thou shalt keep the feast of weeks unto Adonai thy Elohim with the tribute of a freewill offering of thine hand, which thou shalt give unto Adonai thy Elohim according as Adonai thy Elohim hath blessed thee. And thou shalt rejoice before Adonai thy Elohim, thou and thy sons and thy daughter and thy manservant and thy maidservant and the Levite that is within thy gates and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow that are among you and the place which Adonai thy Elohim have chosen to place his name there. So this sounds like it's all tying back into the pilgrimage to Jerusalem that we did a couple weeks ago, right? So in Hebrew, another word for another, the word for uh, the um, feast of weeks is Shabbat, S-H-A-B-U-W-A. This means weeks or seventh week. The seven weeks is 49 days. But in the Greek, the same feast means Pentecost, which means 50th, right? So Pentecost begins of the week, Pentecost begins of the seventh week or the 50th day. That's when Pentecost begins. But it begins after the first truth, when Yeshua died and he rose again. He was the first fruit to rise, right? I hope I'm not messing this up because like I said, I'm still learning, but I just want to try to share because here's the thing. Just like I had a hard time trying to get an understanding to where I needed more people to explain it to me, even if I'm all over the place, I hope and I pray that somewhere out there I can say something to somebody, even through mistake, that can give you another piece of the puzzle to, to where you're saying, man, I got it. Because even though this guy is all over the place, he said something that helped me put this together even more so. And that's what I'm praying for for myself and for everybody that's listening. That you don't take offense to my uh deliverance or delivery of this message, but to just hear me out and maybe something that I'm saying, even mistakenly, even though my heart is in the right place, you still might get a revelation for something that you didn't see before. So the first Pentecost, Moshe delivered the law. And that's Deuteronomy 16, 9 through 11. All right. When Moshe brought down the law, Yahshua brought down the Ruach HaKadosh in Acts 2. That was the day, that was the Feast of Weeks or the Pentecost. Yahshua delivered the Ruach HaKadosh or the Holy Spirit. And in the Old Testament, on the day of Pentecost, Moses delivered the law. So this is going to be my, I think, 12th episode of my 12th podcast. And it's Certain words that I am using every week 
without fail that are consistent to where you should be clearly getting another revelation and a piece of the puzzle to allow your puzzle itself to be more clear. Okay? Israel gathered the harvest and the apostles are the first of the harvest of the kingdom of Yah. And that's in Matthew, Matthew 13, 24. Do I have that one? Yeah. So it says again, Israel gathered the harvest in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, the apostles are the first of the harvest of the kingdom of Yah. So Matthews 13, 24 to 30, it says, And another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while he slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blaze was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, did not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then had these tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto them, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together unto the harvest, and in the, and in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares. So a lot of times, so this is one of the stories here, because a lot of times I heard that in the rapture, the, um, the righteous was going to be taken up, right? Because I guess the, uh, the wicked was going to be left down here to be destroyed with the earth. And we're reading this together, right? 30 says, let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares, right? And bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. So it seems like the wicked is being snatched up and bundled together, right? Because we also see and we also realize that Yah is uh, into agriculture. We can see in the Old Testament how he taught Adam how to tend to the garden, right? We see Cain and Abel. Cain is a person of the field, harvest. You see so many stories where, um, like this one, that has to do with harvest time, which is the end time message. And revelations, again, there's messages of harvest time when the angels are blowing the trumpet. That's another key word. And they're giving the signal or the okay to go and do the things that they need to do. And what do they actually attack? Our food, the trees, our water, 
right? Half of the part of the moon was, was affected. Part of the sun was affected. The stars were affected, right? It says counting seven sevens is to seven oneself, which means swearing an oath to keep a covenant. Remember we talked about that in episode um, one, how in Exodus 19, a nation married to Yah, that nation took, took Yah on as a husband three times and then turned around and walked away out of their marriage. And we talked about how that nation that is the wife broke the covenant. We talked about how uh, that marriage was consummated with the sprinkling of the blood. And then that nation walked away from God after hearing him out, making a covenant with him. Then we go to Deuteronomy 28. And Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 15, he talks about all the blessings that you can get, how you will be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And from 16 to, I think, 66 or 68, he talks about all the curses that you're going to have if you break the, if you break the covenant. And then I said, I think that the wife of Yah is the black community. Because in a lot of the descriptions and curses that we get in the latter part of Deuteronomy 28, fits no other nation other than Negroes. And this is not to insult anybody, or this is not to cause a racist statement. No other, no other nation goes, no other nation dies every year like our, like our people die. It talks about men standing around at noonday and groping around at noonday. It talks about our women having hair problems, stiff-necked. It talks about um, how you're going to build and not be able to enjoy it, how you're going to plant and not be able to enjoy the food. How you're going to build a house and not be able to live in it? Isn't that slavery? How your kids are going to be sent to an enemy that they know not of, and they're not going to have any type of uh, 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 sympathy for them. Now, I know there's some nations. I know there's a lot of nations that have went through and have been captured and been under captivity. But time after time after time. And here's another point. With these feasts, there is a particular nation that do do these feasts, but yet things are still falling apart. Even as we speak, right? But one nation that's not doing these feasts, that should be, that should be looked at. Why are these, why are these catastrophes happening? When there is a nation that's doing and keeping these feasts, it says counting seven sevens is to seven oneself, which means swearing an oath to keep a covenant. 
After counting seven times seven days, we give a new offering on the 50th day, the Pentecost, including seven lambs, and that's Deuteronomy 16.11. The Feast of Weeks is also known as the Feast of Harvest, Exodus 23.16, the Day of First Fruits, Numbers 28.26, and the Day of Pentecost, Acts 2.1. It says in uh, Genesis 21, 23 to 32, that Abraham used seven lambs to make a promise and to make a covenant with, with somebody, right? He used seven lambs. He made a covenant. Barsheba, Beersheba, B-E-E-R, Sheba means well of the sevenfold oath. Or a covenant. Genesis 21, 31, and 32. He swore the oath in Yah's name as commanded. Genesis 21, 33. Deuteronomy 6, 13. Now here's a kicker. To, fall, to swear falsely means to break an oath, and that's Leviticus 19, 12. So when the nation of Israel made a vow towards Yah and then they broke it means they broke an oath, they broke a covenant. Leviticus 19.12. Yah made a covenant and swore an oath to Abraham to give the land to his to his seed. Genesis 15.18, Genesis 22.16, Luke 1.72 and 73. In Hebrews 6, 17, this is the curse that results from not keeping the covenant. Deuteronomy 29, 9 through 27. I believe that's Deuteronomy 28. Um, Nehemiah 10, 29. So these are the curses when you break this covenant that, that, that Deuteronomy talks about. And you look at today, today is a, I'm going to date it 6, 9, 23. Your first curse is a drought. Now, as I'm making this podcast, this episode, we have not had rain in almost over, I think over two weeks. And I know that it could rain any minute. But it hasn't in two weeks. The grass outside is brown. That's one of the curses. Pestilence. Right? We got the, uh, what's the name of those birds with the, what's the name of those um, bugs with the, with the red, black, and, and white spots on them? Right? Uh, not a famine, not yet. Extreme weather. I know Canada is on fire, Quebec. The smoke is all the way down to where we live. And the, and the, and the, uh, the air quality was over 300, which is extremely bad for people who are suffering from like asthma and any other kind of breathing difficulties. They are uh, required to stay inside in war. 
seen some clips about the United States about to take on Russia and China. Russia's fighting Ukraine. But there's a nation that honors these feasts. So why is y'all still doing it? I don't know. So that's all I have to say today for the Feast of Weeks slash Pentecost. I hope that you guys are enjoying your Sabbath. And I hope you have a blessed day. I was kind of hoping that somebody would pop on here and we would get uh we would get some some feedback. But you know, sometimes people don't like this type of message. And people could be at work in different situations. People could be at work and I'm not going to give up because I really like doing this. Uh yeah. So this is my first time going live on YouTube. So maybe I won't have to download it later. We'll see how this works. And like I said, I also have another podcast that I'll be coming back on YouTube. Now, might do it weekday. Just have to get it started. Call Just Think About It. We'll take today's events and compare them to Bible verses. And then hopefully, again, we'll get feedback some likes, some shares, some follows. Never know where God takes this. So again, happy Shalom, happy Sabbath, and Shalom.